0: Tracy, and this is Sheila, and are Spy Fat Chicks, and this week's episode is about a subject of cuisine that is near and dear to our hearts, and probably yours as well, bagels.
1: And we are recording at home this evening. We are not in our mobile recording studio, so you may hear the soft snuffles and grunts of the little monster that lives with us. He only ever pulls his toys out to squeak them and play them, play with them. When you're recording. Yeah. Never ever squeaks them any other time. It's like he knows. So, Bagley Bagel. Sheila did a little research for us. She's gonna give us a quick rundown
0: of the history of the bagel. Good play on words there with the O. Uh Yeah, Yeah, I I see what I I did did there. So there's many myths and legends about where bagels originally came from. We're sure that they, well, rolls with holes anyways, go back to ancient Egypt where there was two different kinds of rolls with holes. There was the soft chewy kind which was like a bagel. And then there was a crispy kind, which is kind of like a pretzel. And this doesn't surprise me too much because bagels and pretzels kind of go hand in hand, hand and loopy little hand. Well, and it also makes sense because it's one of the easiest types of bread to cook
1: next to something like a flatbread.
0: Yeah, next to a
1: pita or Mm -hmm. other kind of flatbread. It doesn't require a lot of uh, cooking time in the oven. Whereas you do a full loaf, you're looking at a lot more time, a lot more Mm -hmm. fuel, energy, blah, blah, blah. The little tiny bagel thingies bake faster.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you're right, exactly. Aside from uh, from cooking something on a flat rock or a flat sheet of metal, mm-hmm. uh, you want th- something to be small so that a crude oven would be able to cook it. And I would imagine the hole makes that easier, too, because then you're getting heat penetration from the middle,
1: and you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about it cooking all the way through there either. Exactly. Ah, so probably the shape
0: came out of um, necessity. Yeah, they probably realized that mm-hmm. through trial and error that uh, the hole made it faster to cook. Yeah. Cook more evenly. Cool. So I read a couple of different articles. There's one article from Slate that reviews the bagel: a surprising history of a modest bread. And that was a pretty decent article. I also read a couple of different historical articles. And there's myths that uh, King Jan Sobieski, which was a who's a Polish Polish king, I guess. Uh, well, there was like city states, right? Yeah, they they weren't. He was from uni- Krakow.
1: Yeah, they weren't unified. He would have been like a a prince or a duke of some kind. Mm-hmm. It, they would have called it a kingdom but really it was a much smaller area cuz poland their history is uh is very very fractured especially mm-hmm. between i want to say the 1200s and the 1600s don't quote me on that time frame but i do know that period is a uh, tons and tons of little like five states it's like the warring states period in
0: japan yeah
1: Actually, a very similar, similar um, structure of government going on. So go right. Or
0: the, uh, you could also, in the North American way, talk mm-hmm. about South American history or Mexican history, where mm-hmm. there was kind of always wars and territories shifting yeah. between the different city-states. So mm-hmm. there's a myth that he didn't renew a decree banning Jews from making bread within Krakow. Because of that, they came in. They were happy that he saved Austria from the Turks, Although he was in Krakow, so I'm not sure exactly why yeah, that is well, related. Well, I he guess stop stopped armies. them from coming yeah, there. He yeah, he sent armies to help. So a bunch of bakers were happy about this, and they made the role in the shape of a king's stirrup. Now Tracy had mentioned that this is probably not exactly true, mm-hmm. but I mentioned I wanted to say this because it kind of tied into whenever I read that, it made me think of the myth about why pretzels are shaped the way they are. Because they're supposed to be uh, crossed arms of a angel in prayer that a monk made mm-hmm. to give his treats to children, mm-hmm. and that kind of made me think it, it gave me a little culinary, I guess, uh, a crossover. Yeah, you see, I I'll try to find the link where I, I found that
1: particular piece of information, dispelling the myth, but it had to do with mustard.
0: Um, it are was aren't in- just round. What well, was
1: also an anthropological thing anthropological, it was an evidence thing. They found those particular types of bagels made before that happened. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of one of those things, like you said, with the crossed arms. Exactly. It's a
0: nice story, though. Exactly. It's, it's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of historical evidence that bagels in North America were brought here during the great Eastern European flood of immigrants in the early 1900s. There was mention of a bunch of different bagel baker's unions that I found in New York City. And that after World War II, people were uh, more philosemitic. Post-World War II, bagels became blended with the culinary traditions of New York City. And Family Circle magazine actually published recipes for bagels, lox, and caviar for hors d'oeuvres or suitable for breakfast. How exotic. So people were <laughs> more apt to adapt bagels because bagels weren't just put in the kosher section. They were just put with the bread. So they weren't culinarily scary. No.
1: Well, no, because they're just bread.
0: They're just bread. And there was more, I guess, empathy towards the Jews after World War II. Mm-hmm. And also, was the other point I wanted to make, bagels were pretty labor-intensive to make until they had a machine to make them in the nineteen late 50s, early 60s, because you had to have a four-man team. There was two people making the bagels, there was a kettle man boiling the bagels, and then there was a baker actually baking them. So it was labor-intensive. It took months to actually apprentice to learn the trade. And there was a couple of closed, almost like secret society unions in New York City mm-hmm. where you had to be the son of one of the members in order to join. That reminded me a lot of the old uh, guilds, the yes. guild system
1: in Europe, more mm-hmm. so than the actual union system that we have now. That was surprising, too.
0: Yeah. So. And the other thing I wanted to mention was Montreal bagels. We talked about this kind of in the Montreal episode. Uh, if you want to go back and check that out. But Montreal bagels are smaller, sweeter, and denser than New York City bagels. And the big thing that makes them different is that they're baked in a wood fire oven, and they do have a larger hole. And they also have in the, um, it's not just dipped in water. The water has stuff in it. It's malt, I think. Malt and honey mm-hmm.
1: sometimes. So, so that's is where they get sweeter. the sweeter taste is from what they're actually dipped in.
0: So, so bagels have come a long way. Um, and then in the 19, the mid 1950s. There is Murray Lender from Lender's Bagels. He went away to Korea and when he returned from the war he brought he bought a freezer and then he realized that bagels could be made frozen and delivered further away. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what made that it a uh an explosion. Yeah, the bagel explosion, I guess you could say. There's a lot of holes. It would it where it went country ro- wide, both mm-hmm. in uh it went countrywide, both in America and United States. It was part of that frozen Canada and United States. That frozen food movement too, where mm-hmm. oh, we have freezer
1: cars now, we can ship foods frozen to the store, mm-hmm. making it more convenient, uh, lengthening your distribution lines. Yeah,
0: exactly. So totally that's, that's fits. the a short history of bagels for you folks. And I also found information on the Einstein brothers bagel site, but I think you want to talk about them anyway. Yeah.
1: yeah, we'll get to those guys. So now. I just wanted to talk for a brief moment about what makes bagels delicious, and that's the cream cheese. Because a bagel without cream cheese, I'm sorry, is just not worth eating. It's, it's not like worth a peanut cat- butter sandwich without jelly. Yeah, Well, no, peanut butter sandwiches without jelly are awesome. Mm. But a bagel without cream cheese just isn't worth the calories. And um, cream cheese is totally an American invention. There was a fellow, and I don't remember the names. We'll post up any links that are pertinent. But there was a fellow who was trying to recreate the, uh, uh, the was it Neufchatel? Mm. cheese. Did I say that right? I think so. Neufchatel. And um, it that's a soft, spreadable, creamy cheese. It's a French cheese. And he didn't quite do it right, but he came up with a different recipe where you, it, it was good. That was cream mm. cheese, pretty much. And cream cheese, the primary difference with it compared to other cheeses is cream is actually added to the cheese. And that's what makes it soft and spreadable. So it comes out like a soft, creamy cheese to begin with, Creams and added. It's kind of, there you go.
0: And it's thinned it out a little bit, so it's spreadable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm totally oversimplifying the process at this point. It's a lot more complicated than that. But you know, the the spy fat chicks, magic happens here. <laughs> explanation. <laughs> and then there's cream cheese. And the reason they call it Philadelphia cream cheese, it was actually made in New York. Originally created in New York, is dairy products coming out of eastern Pennsylvania were known for very high quality. So you would call something Philadelphia because you wanted to, do, to denote that it was of uh, a higher caliber. So calling it Philadelphia
0: cream cheese made it sound like, ooh, this is going to be really, it's like really good. French dip, which has absolutely nothing to do with France or even Quebec, actually. I always assumed it had to do with the baguette that it's on, like a French baguette. Maybe, but it really has nothing yeah. to do with french food at all. Exactly.
1: It's just it's a way to put a another make it fancy superlative into the name mm. and it wasn't something that was regulated at the time. Not like now I don't know if we wanted to call something super amazing healthy good for you we'd have to <laughs> back some well, no we don't really have to back it up. You can look at labels now and see they don't. But It was just one of those things where you could slap that on your label, and that was another way of saying uh, uh, Ritz. Like, Ritz crackers, supposed to be high class. It was kind of like that. I'm looking for a... a, Like Uber. (laughs) Yeah. Well, wait. Or Epic. I've got it on the tip of my mind. It's a word that no longer has the same meaning now. The meaning has fallen completely into disuse and Mm -hmm. has been replaced with, and becomes synonymous with the cream cheese when you use it in terms of food. Mm. So that's why it seems so odd to us when we just assume it comes from Philadelphia, because that has, literally a hundred years ago, we've, it meant something completely different. Right. So I thought that was really interesting. But it's, it's a cheese that had that not come around, bagels would be sad, sad little holes Mm. with nothing delicious on them. (laughs) I know that sounded so strange. (laughs) <laughs> bagels would be sad, sad little rolls with holes with nothing delicious on them. And we wouldn't have cheesecake either. Yeah, true that. Because we didn't have cheesecake about until uh cream cheese came about.
0: And cream cheese was it specifically invented to spread on bagels or? No.
1: It was just invented it was again looking for a soft spreadable cheese. Mm. So But they just kinda of naturally went together. Yeah, they do. Well, yeah they do. Mm-hmm. So so we love bagels. Um it's one of my preferred breakfast foods. If I can only have like one thing at breakfast, I'd rather have a bagel than anything else.
0: Well, and we often go for a, an affordable treat to, uh, if we're not going to have a meaty breakfast, we'll go to Great Canadian Bagel, mm-hmm. which is a Canadian chain. Yes. Kind of like Panera, but a little bit more fast foody because Panera tries oh. to be a little bit more gourmet. Well, Great Canadian Bagel doesn't really have... No, it's more like a,
1: like an Einstein Brothers, really, I oh, think. Oh, true that. Yeah. So, but it's a great breakfast,
0: um, but lunch, or um, dinner. Their zesty cheddar, cream cheese is amazing.
1: We'll get to it. Jumping oh, yeah. ahead there. Jumping ahead. Jumping ahead. Boing. I'm gonna talk about how much we love bagels. Oh, well, bagels are amazing. Well, my mother also has an unnatural love of bagels.
0: Hey, what's the deal with that? I
1: don't know. She has bagel lust. <laughs> Her like eyes light has up. cheese lust? Yes, the dog has cheese lust. My mom has bagel lust. Her eyes light up when we come in with a bag of bagels. And she <laughs> says, oh, you got bagels and cream cheese, Mom. <laughs> oh. Is it Philadelphia cream cheese? <laughs> because that's the best. Yes. The name says so. But no, even as a kid, I remember she would get the Lenders bagels all the time and keep them in the fridge, and almost nobody would eat them but her. Hmm. I mean, Dad likes a, a bagel now and then, but Mom like has this unnatural attraction to them. Kind of like me and yogurt, where I have this unnatural thing for yogurt. We can't be apart for too long. So (laughs) now I, growing up, I don't remember there being a lot of bagel places around until my teens.
0: Yeah. Bagels really kind of came out at least, I know that there was the big bagel craze back in the 60s, Mm -hmm. but it seems like they really became super popular in the 90s. Well, in the 80s, that's when
1: Brugger's came out. Brugger's bagels. Might as well just start jumping into the bagel chains. Mm -hmm. And normally we're anti-chain. Not anti-chain. Normally we're pro-mom-and-pop places. But if you don't have a good mom-and-pop bagel place around, to be honest, a lot of the chains are really good. Mm -hmm. And it's a bagel. It's hard to add too much to it that's going to make it not taste fresh mm-hmm. and, like, real
0: food. I mean, obviously you'd prefer that they're made on-premises, but if they have a good recipe to make them mm-hmm. wholesale and then ship them to their various locations, I'm okay with that, too. But most of the bagel chains actually do make them on-premises, which mm-hmm. is
1: why they can pull it off and still have it taste good and not become, like, I don't know, McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not a slam on McDonald's. It's just when you think of processed food, that's the first example you jump to. Yeah. But Brugger's came out in the, I want to say the 80s. And uh, they actually came out of Vermont. And they were the first real, I guess, boutique chain doing Mm. bagels and making bagels into something more than just lox and cream cheese or the lender's bagels out of the freezer.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And what again, really, because you can't talk about the bagel without the cream cheese, one of the things that really did well with with Brugger's was that they had all the different types of cream cheeses, all the different spreads. And I think that combination is what really made the boom possible. Yeah. Because nobody's going to go out and pay two bucks for a bagel with plain cream cheese on it most of the time. But you give them a bagel with, you know, zesty cheddar cream cheese, and Mm. they're like, oh my, and they're all for it. Yeah. But that's actually the chain. Brugger's is the first one I remember as a kid. We had one in Swickley. In, um, in Allegheny County right next door to us in Beaver County and it was always a real treat when we, we ever made it there again to teenagers by the time we, it came around but uh, our one English teacher, Mrs. Leonardo she lived in Swickley and what our one English class would do, is so we had a morning class with her, is we would give her money and she would pick bagels up for us and bring them <laughs> into class sometimes. It was a joint effort. <laughs> it was totally a joint effort. Everybody kicked in like a buck fifty or something and we would get enough to get a a couple dozen bagels and, like, a big tub of one of their cream
0: cheeses.
1: (laughs) Because it was something special to us. It was, again, Mm. one of those things where it wasn't all over the place because this was the early to mid-90s. Yeah. And like you said, all the other bagel booms were just starting. Mm. So for us, we're like, oh, my God, bagels! Because that was the closest bagel place, and it was a good 15, 20 minutes away. Yeah. So, yeah, that, Brugger's always will have a warm spot in my heart. It's the first place where I had anything but a plain bagel or a poppy seed bagel. Yeah. It's the first place where I had bagels with special cream cheeses on them.
0: So my first experience with bagels was from the supermarket. My well, mom would buy them, mm-hmm. especially for me, because I, I was the one primi- primarily that liked them. And I'd actually make bagel sandwiches and take them for lunch. Where I'd... Even blueberry bagels, I'd split it in half and put some... what. I'm giving her a look of horror right now, <laughs> waiting for her to be like, and put some tuna fish on it. No, I... would I'd use plain bagels for that. But I'd make (laughs) turkey sandwiches out of the blueberry bagel, so it was like fruity meat. (laughs) (laughs) How very medieval. medieval. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyways, I I would make tuna sandwiches out of the sesame seed and poppy seed ones, but how'd you keep it from falling through the hole? I don't know. But I did (laughs) have this round tapware container that I stole from my mom that I used for my bagel container. That's awesome. Like, i had had before Brugger's, I'd had the other bagels
1: that were just plain that mom would get, like, the lenders. Mm. Literally, that's what she'd buy, is the lenders. And we get the mini bagels, too. Those were awesome. You'd make little mini bagel pizzas out of those before they had the prepackaged ones. We were doing yeah. that a lot when we were kids. But, um, no, I mean, that was literally the first one. Now... Since then, you and I have had, I don't know how many different types of chain bagels. Let's do the chains first that we want to talk about, and we'll save the best for last. Yeah,
0: I imagine that probably the first bagel that I ever actually had out was probably a Tim Hortons. Mm Mm-hmm if i'd have to t- take a wild stab at it cuz i really can't remember to be honest it was a uh, probably was tim hortons
1: yeah and for our listeners who aren't from north america and there are a lot of you out there trust me i see the stats on podbean
0: mm-hmm.
1: tim hortons is we've mentioned it before huge huge chain in canada it does uh, coffee Bagels, donuts, baked goods, sandwiches. Soups. Soups. It's a phenomenon in Canada. It's part of the cultural identity. Yes. And it's sometimes referred to as Timmy's or Timmy Ho's. Yeah. Um, It's a weird kind of obsession getting coffee from Tim Hortons up here. I still don't quite understand it. Hmm. But I've grown more accustomed to it. It doesn't seem weird now to see people walking around with all those... Tim Horton cups glued to their hands anymore. <laughs> not literally glued, but... You'd think they were, but yeah. But since I'm addressing our international audience, I need to be a little less literal, I guess. Yeah. or Make sure it's not taken too literally. But they do have very good bagels there. For being a, a giant chain that crosses the country, I can happily get a Tim Horton's bagel and not sit there and look at it and think, ugh, I have to eat this and it's not really food. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's good stuff. Um... My favorite chain is still Brugers. However, Einstein Brothers. I was really intrigued when I was reading about them online. They came about solely as a restaurant developed by this one food corporation to break into the breakfast market. Hmm. They were not, you know, mom and pop made this place and then sold it off to Soulless Corporation. Right. They started out as
0: the... Or it was like a family-run yeah. business that eventually... They got more and more locations, so they became their own franchise, kind of?
1: Like what Brugers is. No, right. Einstein Brothers solely was created as a we-want-to-break-into-the-breakfast-market kind of thing amongst these uh, these different corporations. And it's all up on Wiki. and It, was, it only takes a minute or two what to What corporation to owns it? I don't remember. Huh. It, but it was one of those things that I was more interested in the, the roots of where it came from because mm. they do have a darn good bagel. Mm-hmm. And you would think it's, you know, made with love. It's somebody's mm-hmm. mother's recipe from the old country. No. Nope. specifically formulated to make you love it. Sou- soulless, yes. <laughs> they figured out the exact ratio of love needed to be added to the bagel for you to enjoy it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I it was, it was a little surprised. But Einstein Brothers, when you go, it almost tastes like Brugger's anyway. Mm-hmm. There's very little to differentiate
0: it. Well, it's funny, too, because... Breakfast is such a huge thing in Canada, and there's all kinds of breakfast places here, whereas in the States, you have your diners, but it seems like it's not as much of a cultural thing. Mm -mm. So it's surprising that they were like, you know what's untapped? Breakfast. I see how much the Canadians love it. Americans should love it too.
1: Well, I think it was more the fast food of, well, there's McDonald's and Burger King for breakfast. Let's provide another alternative that isn't Mm -hmm. greasy fast food breakfast. Yeah. So I kind of think that's where they, they got their angle from. And hey, go for it. But yeah, the American breakfast thing, I think it's because we're so fast paced. Yeah. And we're so stressed out. We don't think we have time for breakfast. We just need to go. Go, go, go. Whereas Canadians are a little more laid back. And on the weekend, you enjoy your breakfast. Mm -hmm. You go out, you have a nice leisurely breakfast with your family or with your spouse or with whoever, and usually with a hangover. That may be why Canadians (laughs) like it so much, too.
0: Y'all drink a lot. Maybe because alcohol is so accepted in our society. I think that might... It doesn't make you a black sheep. It's not as shunned, right?
1: And it has the the English influence, too, the English breakfast influence. The full English. Yeah, that has a, a good deal to do with it. But the other chain that is near and dear to our hearts, is Panera. yeah, Because their baked goods are just killer. They're awesome. And their bagels are just killer, and they have a good cream cheese selection. And they do those crazy, awesome, pink breast cancer say, bagels. I
0: hate breast cancer, but I love breast cancer bagels. Yes!
1: <laughs> there are these cranberry-something bagels, and they the do them in the The cranberry almond, I think. Yeah. And they do them in the shape of a ribbon every year in October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And normally I'm against pink washing, but their pink washing is really delicious. <laughs> so I'm all for it. And they do donate a good bit to yeah. Susan Komen and everything. So I, I can't be too harsh on them. They're not pulling a KFC. But oh, those bagels are to die for. If anybody's coming to visit us in October, just saying, bring up half a dozen. We'll freeze them. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, you know, the chains are great. You can find a bagel anywhere and grab a quick bite, and it's not too awfully bad for you. Bagels have gotten bigger over the years, though.
0: Yeah, well, like any portion size, I imagine, Yeah. it doesn't surprise me that they've gotten bigger and bigger.
1: You take a look at some of the Lenders bagels that are frozen, and that's more like a regular bagel portion, and then you look at some of the ones you get out of Panera and Brueger's and Einstein Brothers, mm-hmm. and they're massive. So you do have to watch your portions on those. Watch the cream cheese, get the lower fat stuff, that kind of thing, if you're you're watching what you eat. But if that's all you're having for breakfast, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. It's still probably better for you than, I don't know, having a supersized McDonald's breakfast value meal with the extra hash brown. (laughs) But uh, the little shops, those are the real gems when it comes to bagels, and those are the ones that we ferret them out when we can because they're just exciting.
0: Yeah. Like, we've already talked about Lakeside in Erie, I think. I don't think we have. Okay, well, in that case, there's two great bagel shops in Erie. Yes. Not just one.
1: (laughs) Yes, and we're just gonna do the Erie ones. Those are the only bagel shops we've really found lately, Mm -hmm. or we've known about in the past, like, 10 years that are local bagel places. The first is Lakeside Bagel in Delhi, and I'm actually reading off of a magnet we got from them back in the late 90s. like, when I was still in college, and this thing has moved with me to every apartment. <laughs> their phone number is seven three four eight five nine zero. Don't ask me the area code because I could not remember Edinburgh's area code. But this place is in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, um, not far off of where the university is. And they have killer fresh, mom and pop type made bagels. They have a website. We'll put the website up with the uh, the podcast. They have killer cream cheeses too. Oh, and they do all their own cream cheese blends, and they're amazing. And it's cheap. It was the best place ever as a college student to walk in there with five dollars in your pocket, and be able to stuff yourself silly and still have some pocket change. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And their bagels are perfect. They're nice and chewy and fluffy, and they they had the best everything bagels. Mm-hmm. I love a good everything bagel. And for anybody I who's <laughs> yeah, anybody who's not familiar with an everything bagel, it has like poppy seed and sesame seed and onions and sometimes garlic and. Every Sesame topping,
0: seeds.
1: any any topping they'd put on the bagels, it would be on an everything bagel. I used to get that, and I used to get one of their veggie spreads, and it was just to die for. Now I love their cinnamon, is it cinnamon honey spread. The cinnamon honey spread, which came up last weekend, actually,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a topic of discussion. So what, the reason we decided to do a bagel episode is I went to Erie last weekend. Sheila had to stay and work, so I went and did godmother duty, and, um... We ended up getting bagels from a new place that Spencer found. And we were talking about the cinnamon honey spread that they don't have at this new place. That's the one thing that's missing. But the new bagel place is very close to where they live. And it is as good as, if not better, than Lakeside Bagel. (gasps) I know. It's a heresy. It's called uh, Joe's Brooklyn Bagels, and it's J-O, Joe's. And it's right off, if I want to say, West 38th Street. We'll put the address up in Erie. And it's in this little strip mall that looks really run down. You, you pull up to it, and it just looks like it's abandoned kind of area. Mm. You you walk up to the storefront, and you kind of cock your head and say, well, it doesn't look like much. It looks kind of small, but we'll see. We go in, we'll see what happens. How bad can it be? We go in and walk into Bagel Nirvana. Mm. They literally have almost two dozen varieties of bagels. Oh, nice. They sell gift baskets of bagels. You can order a basket that they will pack full of bagels for you and ship off someplace. You can pick up and get. That's a great idea actually. Isn't it?
0: Yeah. Cuz the fruit thing has had their moment to shine. Mm-hmm. But bagels are always local.
1: Yeah, well if you, you know, want to do something nice for somebody in the office or whatever or do something nice for the office, hey, bring in a basket of, you know, a dozen and a half bagels mm. and they're really affordably priced. We uh, ended up getting a dozen and a half bagels and two tubs of spread and it was still under $20. Wow, that's impressive. That's really good. And uh, I didn't get a chance to try it, but the report was the, it was like an egg and cheese bagel that they had. It was really good. Mm. We did get the jalapeno bagels. Yay. Oh, they were amazing. there's like a ha- jalapeno cheddar, cheddar. We did get the zesty jalapeno cre- uh, cream cheese spread, which is a little bit different than the zesty cheddar and a lot spicier.
0: Well, that extra jalapeno would do oh. that. Oh
1: yeah. It was pretty hardcore. And then Spencer got the um, the cinnamon butter spread, cinnamon honey butter spread. Mm. Not quite as good as the one at Lakeside. That's the only thing that Lakeside beats them on, like hands down, but it still wasn't bad. Yeah. And the bagels, we uh, got creative with the leftovers. So we had our thing. I grabbed one of the Agiago cheese ones. We were heating up burgers leftover from the night before for lunch. Hacked off an edge of the uh, Asiago uh, cheese bagel just so I didn't have too much excess bun. Sliced it in half and used that for my my hamburger bun. Oh my god. You don't even need to add cheese to the the, the thing. You just go. It was so good.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. A bagel burger is really, really good. So Joe's Brooklyn bagels in Erie. It's really a well kept secret. A totally worth checking out. Cheap, amazing, delicious. The staff was really nice. Um really friendly people. They, and they had some interesting flavors of bagels. They had one they called a power bar, mm. and it didn't have a hole in it. It was just like a flat, straight um, bagel. Okay. And I asked what was in it, and they said well, it's all kinds of fruits and nuts. I'm like, oh, mm. that's interesting. And they do sticky buns as well. I did get a sticky bun to mm. try, because, you know, it's my duty to explore out when Sheila's not with me and make sure I can give a full report.
0: Exactly. And
1: their sticky bun's kind of like a cinnamon bun, and the topping they put on it is... I want to say there's some honey in it because it almost caramelized on top. So mm. when you're eating it, it had like a toffee kind of taste to it because mm. it was chewy. It was like chewing like a piece of toffee on it. Oh, wow. Oh, it was good. It was a very, very delicious sticky bun. The only thing that would have made it better is if I pried it out of the plastic container before I ate it and actually popped it in the microwave for 20 or 30 seconds and, and warmed it through. That would have made it to die for. So yeah, the sticky bun's totally worth it as well. So that's my report from the road. We didn't really do much else... I guess, uh, epicureanly speaking Mm -hmm. in Erie this last visit. It was just kind of a visit to catch up. We did check out a new pizza place, but I'm going to wait to talk about that until you get to try it. Yeah. I want to see what you think of it, too. So.
0: So I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Short, sweet, to the point. It's got a hole in it. Yeah, you can't (laughs) go If you ever have anything that you want us to review or any topics that you want us to cover, Mm -hmm. definitely shoot us an email at spyfatchicks@gmail.com, and we'll do some research on that and, or talk to us. Show.
1: Talk to us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I know this one was a little bit rambly, but it's, it's one of those shows of like, oh, we need to talk about those two places. I, I know we've mentioned Lakeside Bagel. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever actually talked talked about
0: it. Yeah. So So if you're in Edinburgh or Meadville, go check out Lakeside. And if you're in Erie, check out either Lakeside or mm-hmm. Joe's Brooklyn Bagel. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Florida,
1: actually Orlando by Celebration, uh, check out the roll in a hole place.
0: Yeah, we did mention roll with that a hole. That our, was in uh, a, the Florida, Orlando so, one. Yeah.
1: But yeah. We should totally give that a shout out because they had a great bagel too. And they sold ice cream and they sold ice cream. And it was nice to see in an area that is so commercialized. It was great to see a mom and pop place selling mm. good bagels too. That was really Definitely. nice. So this is
0: Tracy and this is Sheila and we're as five fat chicks. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this Fat chicks podcast. Please add us as a friend on Facebook and or follow us on Twitter. You can email your comments, questions, or suggestions to chicks at gmail.com. That's Z-W-E-I-F-A-T-C-H-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. Our theme music is Hot Swing by Kevin MacLeod. Our podcasts, like Mr. MacLeod's music, are protected under a Creative Commons attribute copyright. You can make copies of our shows and share them with friends. Please make sure that credit is given. Thanks for listening and have a great day.